1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have with us Mark Mealy with Paris Baguette. Welcome, Mark.
0: Hey, welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Paris Baguette. How are you serving folks?
0: So, yeah, really cool. Uh, Paris Baguette was really uh, born from this love of bread and passion. you know. So we're we're dealing with our guests in this uh, wonderful fast casual bakery space uh, every day. There's cakes, pastries, sandwiches, salads, uh, signature coffees and, and a lot more and um, it's really a it's really a true bakery and uh, everything is made fresh daily so the, the guests just love it when they when they're introduced to it they've never seen anything like it. So really, a really a cool space to be in at this point in time.
1: Can you talk a little bit about the genesis of the idea? How did it get started?
0: Yeah, so it um, absolutely, and and it's really kind of a cool thing how it did get started. You look at the family of brands that we that are behind us. This this thing started in 1945 in Korea. And they started baking bread there to to feed the masses. And they decided that after a short time of making this bread, fantastic bread, they thought, wait a second here, we're good at producing bread. Let's go into other areas. Let's uh, produce some treats. And they did so. And they did really well at it with croissants and pastries. So throughout the years... Uh, they started to uh, venture into different uh, operating ideas. And in 1986, they formed Paris Croissant, uh, an international brand. And in 1988, a couple of years later, they formed uh, Paris Baguette. And that first one, first store opened in Korea. And then it quickly grew, grew from Korea into the Chinese marketplaces. In 2004, they opened market in uh, Shanghai and then in 05, they entered the U.S. in Los Angeles and San Francisco. And in 2011, uh, the, the brand was growing so fast, they opened their 3,000th uh, store in Korea. Uh, so it's it's really picked up uh, a lot of uh, speed and uh, presence uh, globally. I think there's right now about 245, almost 300 in China. We have 94 locations in the US. We're kind of the weakling here in the US, but but I'm but I'm on board to change that real quick.
1: Yeah, there's so, a little bit of room uh, to grow, yeah. uh, I think, in the US. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know what the concentration for us right now in the US is we did a pretty good job of East Coast, West Coast, and now we're filling in in the center. We've got um operations that are happening now in Utah and Phoenix and Denver. Uh, Dallas and Houston and Austin, Miami, Orlando, Virginia. So you see, we're filling in Chicago. We've got five stores open. So it's it's really happening. Our our goal really is to get a thousand units in ten years or less, and that's that's what that's what was exciting for me in joining the company. And I've been on for a hundred and about hundred and twenty days now. So I'm kind of the new executive to the team. But it's it's a brand new executive team, and we've got a big vision and a big plan and. We're going to execute on that plan it's very exciting
1: now for folks who aren't familiar what is kind of the look and feel of the store is it um kind of a sit down where you go and have coffee and dessert or is it kind of grab and go what is, what's the model
0: yeah so it's it's interesting and especially you know in COVID times um you know it's it's, it's turned it's evolved into grab and go right because of limited seating and so forth but and we're starting to see some of those uh, things uh, open back up again. But, you know, um, really what we'd like to see is is the cafe setting where people are coming in, they're uh, sitting, they're enjoying their coffee, they're enjoying their fresh-baked product, whatever it is, whether it's a, a pastry, a croissant, a baguette, a sandwich, a uh, fresh-made salad. But Yeah, they're coming in, they're sitting in the cafe, whether it's inside or outside, and just enjoying um, what it is that we offer a big portion of what we do too, is um, not just in uh, COVID times, but the grab and go um, it does extremely well uh, during the morning hours and whether it's a sandwich or whether it's a, a breakfast sandwich or a lunch sandwich, but the cake business is really, really strong for us. We have specialty, uh cakes and you know, there are people are lining up to get the cakes, especially around the holidays too. So, so you're selling but, uh, a real, uh, you're,
1: yeah. you're selling whole cakes and slices as well or, um, uh, so I can go there and, and get a birthday cake for somebody.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Whole cakes, slices. Um, you know, it's very, it's very, in, uh, you know, you look at it, you know, if you've never been to a store and you just go online and look at the products they are absolutely amazing. that that, that, that would it, in itself, get you out to the store when you see the fresh products, because everything's made fresh. Um, there's no, you're not looking at preservatives. You're not looking at, um, you know, just a just a cake that you would buy in a in a grocery store that's been sitting there for a few days. These are made daily, and they're made. A lot of them are made to order. You put in put in your order, and you come pick it up the same day or the next day. Um, you know, there's a lot of the staff that's in the store. The, the bakers get in very early to bake the fresh products. The cakers get in; they're making the cakes daily. Sandwich makers, salad makers. Um, so it's it's really where we're more than a a bakery cafe concept. Um, But uh, we've been doing this for years, so we're really experts at it.
1: So now what about from the franchisee standpoint, what does that uh, ideal franchisee look like for you guys?
0: Yeah, the ideal franchisee, obviously we want them to have a business background, great financial wherewithal. If they've been in a restaurant space, that's wonderful. We at least want the operating partner one of the operating partners if it's uh, multiple partners to have restaurant space uh, experience so they can understand what front of the house and back of the house is all about and how to organize and how to run it you know i think we're especially good at from a training perspective and operations uh, perspective of of getting uh, the brand new franchisee and their team uh, on board and up to speed not only from a real estate perspective, but all the way through from a training perspective and then operations. And then of course, once we transition them to opening, we're there to support them as well. It's really a, a lot of support. I think today too, it's it's really important for us to grow each marketplace. And the way that we really want to do that is through multi-unit franchising. So we're, we're appealing right now to a lot of the uh, fast casual brands and or franchisees that have those other brands that want to fill in their portfolio with a bakery space uh, franchise. There's, there's not, um, you know, fortunately for us, there are some competitors, but not a lot of them. Some of the um, competitors over time that were in the bakery space have gotten out of bakery. They're uh, the local bakers and, and bakeries that we knew as, as uh, children in our neighborhoods. Those are all but gone. And now Paris Baguette is kind of filling that void. So it's kind of cool to see that happening.
1: Now, does this work well as a complimentary brand? If I have, say, a bunch of pizza places or a bunch of chicken places, this can help fill my portfolio or does it work better with some folks than others?
0: Well, I think, you know, that's a really good question. And and I think, I think that I would answer it this way in, in in a couple of different ways. So, you you know you could have different food brands in your portfolio, and certainly they're they're run independently. So I, I think it it is a complement in in a in a way from an investment perspective to your portfolio. You know there are brands that you know we could run side by side with if you have other brands and you're doing a in uh, in a, a non traditional setting. Let's call it, a, and you've seen it before when you go to a a stadium or you're going into a airport where you see different, uh, smaller locations, uh, to accommodate the space, we'll call them non-traditional spaces. We could go side by side with, with a different type of franchise, whether they're serving, um, you know, full meals. And then we are the bakery so they can, so the customer can enjoy the, the breakfast. Then we can complement that way as well, or, or pick up a cake or a slice of cake to your Earlier point, you can get a slice of cake while you're while you're waiting for your flight. Uh, so we'll we'll see more of that. But I think from a portfolio standpoint, it makes a lot of sense uh, to diversify.
1: So now, um, as you kind of attack 2021, it, um, are you seeing kind of pretty uh, aggressive growth? Are you seeing people hungry for this uh, product, uh, literally and figuratively?
0: <laughs> yeah, great, great points. Um, yeah, we are. As a matter of fact, we've been so busy here at the tail end of uh, 2020, uh, with with everyone feeling so optimistic about 2021 and beyond, and vaccines and so forth. A lot of our franchisees that were sitting back and you know feeling the pandemic really, and their sales started to grow uh, pretty aggressively uh, during this time period. Um, they they looked at their own portfolio, some of the multi-unit franchisees that we had, and they said, you know what, it's it's time to go out and get good real estate deals now. They came to us, they're signing more franchise agreements, even corporately. We're, we're expanding. We're going into new markets corporately. We own and operate 35 of these uh, from a corporate perspective. So we're aggressively going out and we'll open more units this year as well. Um, just to give you an example, we'll execute more franchise agreements in the first quarter uh, than we did all of last year. Uh, and, and we had a pretty decent year from a franchise uh, signings last year. We, we executed 15 brand new franchise agreements in a COVID year. Uh, we opened up 14 new locations, and this year we we have already um, we've signed year to date so far and a quarter, you know, still happening. We've got uh, 27 franchise agreements that are executed right now. So it's it, it's it's people are coming back for more that had. Uh, an existing location they want more and they're taking advantage of uh, what they see with a brand new executive team coming in and our, you know we're marching to the beat of that 1,000 units in 10 years or less is what we want to have open in, in lifestyle centers, traditional locations, more traditional locations for uh, Paris Baguette.
1: Now um, does it play well with the delivery, the third party delivery companies or is this something uh, that it's just kind of a pickup and, and curbside?
0: Now it's been playing well, and you know we just like many companies pivoted towards uh, pickup. And uh, I've seen it firsthand. When I started back in November with the company, I was actually going through the training program as if I were a new franchisee. And I worked in the back of the house at five different locations in and around Manhattan. And um, our office is the headquarters is located in New Jersey, so it just made sense for me to work in the New Jersey and the Manhattan locations, but. I was able to see firsthand um, how the pickup and delivery systems were working with DoorDash and some other companies, and it's pretty cool you know the, re- every, the uh, customers are ordering online. you see the receipts are coming out of the uh, POS systems, and then you have uh, separate people within the organization within the uh, within the bakery itself. They're pulling these orders, they're getting them ready. They have a special area for pickup. And it's really this whole thing has evolved in a, in a matter of months. And I think I think that's a cool part. You know, it's it's changed for a lot of uh, businesses out there and and the brands that figured it out. I think you're going to do it quite well going forward. Doesn't mean we're not going to have inside service. It doesn't mean we're not going to be able to have our guests sit outside and enjoy a uh, a paris baguette um but but the you know the statement is so true that you know this this pivot was kind of the key word for 2020 and i think our brand did it really well so yeah pickup is is working really good and uh, mobile app and things of this nature it's 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 just what now you know it's just the expectation from the consumers there so you have to be able to accommodate them
1: and then it may have accelerated some of those changes and then th- I think some of them are going to stick moving forward, right?
0: Well, they most definitely will. And I think, you know, you see some of the other brands doing it as well with, uh, we're experimenting now. Should we, should we move towards, uh, you know, drive throughs and we've got a couple of tests, uh, testings in place right now that we're looking at and, What's that look like? How many different ways can we serve the customer? And, you know, it's maybe a little tricky for us because it is baked uh, fresh daily. Everything we have in the store of all the all the products, I think there's a total of almost 140 products uh, that we have that are um, the majority of them are made and baked fresh every day. So it's it's once the customer understands what we have and you know, what they enjoy receiving, I think it, it becomes easier for us to determine how to deliver that in a fashion where they still were not sacrificing quality and, and you know, they still have an opportunity to get what the, their expectations are still high and we, and we satisfy them.
1: So now, uh, was there any challenge having an international kind of uh, foundation and then moving into America from a culture standpoint? Um, was that something that was helpful? Was that something that had to be navigated a little bit?
0: Well, i think from a development standpoint not certainly not from a experience standpoint from the you know consumer standpoint when you when you have such a high quality product uh, in so many ways you know hitting the marketplace it doesn't matter you you walk into the bakery and you're like you're you're blown away this is fantastic so there certainly wasn't a challenge there i think from a i think from a growth perspective expansion perspective it was Okay, where where are we going to do well uh, best in you know what what type of market and I think the non traditional type markets were um, first experimented with and we were very very successful there in non traditional locations and that is in a lot of cases you know you'll find a Paris baguette it would be located in a Uh, Asian shopping center. Uh, You'll see some of the H Marts or 99 Ranch, uh, Zion Market, different places where it's where you have a large concentration of the uh, Asian Americans coming there for the grocery stores that are there. And then you'll see the Paris Baguette uh, Bakery as well. But we've proven also now in a very short period of time that from the franchise agreements that we're executing and from the new stores that have opened in the past couple of years, that the traditional locations, the lifestyle centers, the prime A real estate around the country—more uh, eyes are uh, on the Paris Baguette brand, and and that's what's going to accelerate growth. The franchise agreements that we're uh, signing today are just that. These are the the lifestyle centers, and um, you know it's it's amazing how many people are being exposed to the product now, and that's that's really what's going to happen. Uh, and give us the accelerant that we need um, to to pull ahead in the marketplace. You know it's can for us, it's concentric development. We'll plant maybe open one unit in a brand new market like uh, maybe Columbus, Ohio or or Nashville, Tennessee. and when when people see that premium prime location in the lifestyle center, Then it becomes, okay, this is fantastic. How do I get one? And where do I get one? And, you know, let's build around it so we do concentric development. We've we've essentially mapped out the whole US and as far as the the best markets for a Paris baguette. Now we're just waiting, you know, because we're a franchise concept, we're waiting for qualified individuals to come to us and say, This is fantastic, you guys have strong average unit volumes you have you know just it just makes sense for so many reasons to be involved but yeah it's it's we we have figured it out and um that's what uh, the team that we've assembled here uh at the corporate office and my team uh from a development perspective we really get it so it's it's going well
1: so then you're planting kind of corporate locations and areas you want to target and expand into
0: yeah, that's exactly right. So I gave you the two examples with Nashville and Columbus. Right. And this year alone we'll go uh we're looking at we've targeted Tampa. We still wanna develop some here in uh, we think New Jersey is very underserved and it's right in our backyard. It's right here. So there's some super hot markets that we think are just gonna explode and um you know the the density here in New Jersey, a thousand people per square mile, you can you know, we have some of our best performing stores here um, in the country or right here in our backyard. So, yeah, good good old concentric development. And then we may, you know, we may, as, as part of an area development agreement, uh, once the corporate store is up and running, we may uh, give the franchisees an opportunity, uh, depending on who it is and, again, uh, their plan, we may give them the opportunity to to buy that store. And develop um, more in an area, and I, that would give them a great way to kick off the market to to have an operating store, and then to you know be able to put more in around that store. And it's it's a it's a great way to to franchise, and it's not it's not new. I mean, franchisors um, in my 35 year career in franchising, that's been the best way to go about it. Is is grow a market at a time. And um, we just happen to be doing it in several different markets because we do have a presence throughout the U.S. with uh, almost 100 locations that we have open right now.
1: Right. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the um, website for potential franchisees?
0: Paris dot is the best way to get to us. And of course, if you just Google in Paris Baguette, you'll, you'll, we're all over the web. So you'll find <laughs> us pretty easily. So Paris Baguette, and then uh, just hit the link and you'll come right to us and click on the franchise section and you can request information anytime.
1: Well, Mark, thank you so much for sharing your story today.
0: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
1: All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.